Now, Ronald Reagan said it best. Freedom and capitalism is one generation away from being lost forever. And he was so right because here we are at a crossroads. America stands at a precipice. We honestly don't know where our future is right now. We don't know which way we're going to go. So, I mean, the last five years, we're leaning very socialist. And as a libertarian, this bothers me because big government is, is a big no-no. And I don't want the government telling me what to do. I just want you protecting my borders and keeping my family and friends safe. That's your job. We don't ask for handouts. We're Americans. We work hard for it. Episode 61, uh, we're getting political again, back-to-back weeks. It's got a lot to do with this recall in California. Gavin Newsom, our governor here in California. Uh, I brought on Ada Basil. He's a comedian who is extremely passionate about all things life, but especially politics. And we just went off on the governor, and uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. And we also took a couple calls from a couple of my friends, two guys who have been on the show before, Misak, Tokmania and Rafi Garbushin. It's fun. It was a great episode. I had a blast. It actually felt really good. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. Don't take offense to it. If you, you know, don't like what we're saying, we can all still be friends. Episode 61. Here we go. Hey, Mike. There he is. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How you feeling, man? I'm all right. <laughs> You know, I was sitting here the other day frustrated and I was like, you know what? There's too much going on and enough is enough with me just kind of sitting back and like taking it and not talking about it and actually putting an episode together. I said, I can't do it myself. Who can I bring on that is as passionate as I am, who's going to really give great topics and we're going to talk about some real stuff. I swear it took me about 30 seconds, dude. And I thought of you. Thanks, buddy. I want to talk about the real stuff that's happening. And I don't want to just talk about masks and vaccines and global warming like the liberal Democrats are talking about. Because I think that's kind of when you know that they're in trouble. Uh, It's kind of when you know that somebody might be taken over in a really important state like California is when that's all they talk about. I was watching a debate the other day. It wasn't much of a debate because this left-leaning person, that's that's all she talked about was, uh, I don't care, he's, he's, he's anti-vaccine, talking about Larry Elder, he's anti-vaccine, yeah. anti-mask, which he isn't, by the way, he just doesn't like mandating the two things, and he's Correct. anti-global warming, so for me, it's a no vote for me. Well, hold, hold on, Mike, hold on, hold on, I thought global warming was done with, and now it's climate change. Climate change, I mean, that's, my, that's my apologies. Isn't it? It's kind yeah. of an insurance policy for the left, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, if you ask people what climate change is, they automatically conflate it with global warming. Well, climate is actually a definitive term that states basically it's a 50-year pattern in temperature. So, yes, climate is going to change in 50 years, and it's been doing that for decades and millennia. So, you know, you can't – I don't even want to go there with the climate change argument. That's cyclical, just, right, you know, Cyclical. Huh? Cyclical. It's called Cyclical. It's cyclical. This is what happens. Earth is warming now. And I'm like, well, 400,000 years ago, it was freezing and it's going to go back to it. And this is what happens. Summertime, usually the temperature heats up 
and in the wintertime, it usually cools down and it snows in some parts of the world. It's crazy to think about, but that actually happens and it's been happening for a really long time. This is a distraction to what is really happening in the world. When this yep. dude pulls all of these people out of Afghanistan and continues to talk about vaccine mandates, mask mandates, you can't be telling me this is the most important thing that is happening in our country and in the world right now are vaccines, COVID-19, Delta, whatever whatever variant you want to talk about, especially when it's one that you can survive 99.9996% distraction. Agreed. And okay, before before we continue, I want to just let your, your viewers know, I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am a Libertarian. I'm officially a part of the Libertarian Party. You can verify that if you go to the uh, Secretary of State for California. I've been a Libertarian for years. Now, I will also say this. I am vexed, okay? But I chose to get vaxxed. I did not do it because a politician forced me to get vaxxed. And that is basically what being an American is all about. You have the right to choose what you want to do in your life. And from what I've seen, Mike, since this started, we went from two weeks to flatten the curve to take 50 shots so you can feed your family. Well, nobody signed up for this, okay? And this is why America is pissed. And I don't know if you caught Joe Biden's presser today. I, I'm, I refuse to call him President Biden. He, I, did you see Joe Biden's presser basically threatening governors that if they don't agree with him and cooperate, he's going to use his powers as president to circumvent them and get them out of the way? Someone needs to school this guy on the Constitution because we're a federal republic, okay? There is no national control over this. He should reacquaint himself with the 19th Amendment. Joe Biden... He is an absolute puppet, and all he can do, which he can barely do, is read a teleprompter, and that's really all he's doing, right? So no, he can't even do that well. He can't even do that well, and you can—it's so bad because he's trying to focus on the teleprompter and read whatever. But this—he's a complete puppet, and it's people like Nancy Pelosi, in my opinion, who's running this country and making up all these things, and they just throw them out there. They write a script, and he tries his best to read the script. And tries to be as natural as possible, which is really hard for him to do. Yep, I agree. You know, you talk to people that are coming from Cuba, from China, and they come to America, the United States of America, to be free, to do what they want, to choose what they want. And if you go back history and you talk to these people where they fled their countries there's a reason why they're here and they are now saying that this is now reminding them of their home it's funny you bring that up mike because i have a friend who's a chinese national and he's been here about 30 years and we're having a discussion about this at dinner and this is during the time president trump was president you know and we're talking about how the media was you know biased and and, and brainwashing everybody and just just you know giving false narratives and stuff and you know it just it politicized you know and, and they were just attacking trump at every corner and he brought up a good point. And he goes, the difference between Chinese nationals and Americans is you guys don't realize yet that your media is propaganda. He goes, we've already figured that out 30, 40 years ago. He goes, so we already know that every news agency in China is going to be biased towards the government. But Americans haven't figured that out yet. So this is why you have people fighting. You know, one people, one group watches Fox News or Newsmax. 
and the other group watches CNN and MSNBC, and you're going to have conflicting opinions, and you're going to have vitriol, and you're going to have hatred for one another. This is all by design. America is the greatest country in the world, but they are trying to defeat us from within. And a, a country divided by itself cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln. I mean, it's it's a very valid point, you know, 150, 180 years ago, and it's a very valid point now. They're they're trying to destroy us from within. The media is the absolute devil, like devilish, devilish, devilish people. It's so it gross and disgusting, man. Well, this is all by design. Okay, this is this has been in the works for decades now. I'm going to go back to the 70s. Okay, all these anti-war protesters, the hippies, all became professors. And in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, they have indoctrinated this generation of children to hate capitalism. They want socialism. They think capitalism is evil. Now, Ronald Reagan said it best. Freedom and capitalism is one generation away from being lost forever. And he was so right because here we are at a crossroads. America stands at a precipice. We honestly don't know where our future is right now. We don't know which way we're going to go. So, I mean, the last five years... We're leaning very socialist. And as a libertarian, this bothers me because big government is, is a big no-no. And I don't want the government telling me what to do. I just want you protecting my borders and keeping my family and friends safe. That's your job. We don't ask for handouts. We're Americans. We work hard for it. But there's no more working spirit in this country anymore because these kids are lazy. And in high schools in the 90s and 2000s, they took out shops. They took out the mechanic schools. They took out home economics. Why? These were trades that people needed to learn. Nobody wants to be an electrician now or a plumber or a carpenter or anything anymore. Everything is outsourced. So these kids grow up, they go to college, and, and what are they learning? Liberal arts, political science, theater. I mean, what the hell is all that? You know, nobody's going into the trades. And now here they are pissed off. They can't make it in the real world. And now they ask the government for help. And what about this all the? It's totally right. And what about all the bad habits these people are going to pick up on EDD for the last seven or eight months? You think well, they're going to? That's gonna, the other problem we yeah. have. That's the other problem. See, that, this is a, this is a playbook for socialism. Mm -hmm. You know, the government first wants you to, to to rely on them. Don't worry. There's a national pandemic. It's worldwide, actually. It's global. But don't worry. We're going to take care of you. you. You know what? Are you renting a house or an apartment? Don't worry. You don't have to pay rent. We got you covered. You, don't, you, you can't go to work. Here's some money for you. We just want you to be comfortable and complacent and satisfied. And then the money's going to end. And then what? People are pissed. If you look at the steps of socialism, I think we're on step three or four right now. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to see who's going to react, who's going to who's going to obey, who's going to fight back. People are pissed. Look, I want to go back to the liberal media. You would think they'd be ecstatic, ecstatic for a black man that can run, do his job in California as a governor, but they call him the black face of white supremacy. And that's when you know, again, that they're scared and intimidated by a man who might have a chance to beat this tyrant in Newsom. They, it seems like they throw the kitchen sink at those people who are afraid or, in this case, beat this guy, right? Well, I mean, let, let's set the record straight for a second. According to the L.A. Times, Larry Elder's not black because he's a Republican. So being black means nothing in this country to a Democrat unless you're a liberal and it's part of their agenda. Let's get that out of the way first. And anybody that contests it is a moron because that's basically how this works in this country. Second, Larry Elder is a smart man. 
He's a lawyer. He's a radio personality for years. This man has not been living in the shadows. His life's an open book for the past 40 years. He's been very critical of government for the past 30, 40 years. He has helped this community in South Central in so many ways. And now he decides to run for governor. And now he's a black Trump. You can't make this shit up. It's like Vince McMahon is writing the storylines for the Democratic Party. That's how bad it's become. And, and I, don't, I don't know who else to blame. Democrats or the people listening to the media. Okay, because at this point, make up your own minds. Now, here we are living in the state. And mind you, we've all grown up in the state, you, me and a lot of other friends and, and friend family and stuff. And, and we've seen the decline, Mike. It's, it's not a coincidence. Okay, we've had 20 years of Democratic leadership. The state's gone down the crapper. We have pensions that are bloated. We have a high-speed rail train going nowhere. Crime is out of control. Lackadaisical penal system. Zero bail. Criminals running rampant. Homeless running rampant. Drugs, crime. Police are handcuffed. They can't do their jobs properly. People are living in fear. When does it end? When does it end? Honestly. And, and people are still happy with Newsom? Well, let's look at this guy's track record. He was groomed for politics from a, from a young age. He went and became a mayor of San Francisco, turned that city into a shithole, becomes governor, turns this state into a shithole. And honestly, I would give him credit if he abided by his bullshit mandates. Because the bottom line is this. You're a leader. Lead by example. You're telling people to stay home, don't have Thanksgiving dinners. You can't open your business. But this idiot's wineries were open last 4th of July. And he shut down every winery in the five-mile radius in Napa Valley. And he kept his open. And let's not talk about the French laundry. He's sitting indoors without a mask. Come on. That was the only district open where his wine winery Correct. was. His son goes to a camp with no mask or anything. Every other camp is closed. This this kid goes to a private school. He's, he's getting schooled. Every other school is closed. But his school is now going to a private school. Listen, if Barack Obama was a Republican, they would hate him. If Trump was a Democrat, they would love him. If Larry Elder was a Democrat, he'd be black Jesus. It's all titles. It's funny you bring up Trump being a Democrat. Trump's biggest Trump's Trump was supporting a lot of Democrats in the 80s and 90s. Trump was actually a Democrat, I think, in the 90s. And he would he would give to Hillary Clinton. He gave to Bill Clinton. He gave to a lot of Democratic politicians and they all loved him. Rappers would sing songs about him. Actors would always love going to his parties. He was the man. You go to New York, you want to see Donald. And he runs as a Republican, and immediately the vitriol starts? I mean, give me a break. Let's talk about this state for a second. Businesses are absolutely fleeing. I remember the days when I was a kid, actually. I would... The thought, the mindset was, put your head down. No politician is going to control your life. They should never dictate what you're going to do in life. It's completely a 180 nowadays, man. There are politicians controlling lives, changing lives, and it's all for the worse. It should never be that way because it's more government, less people. This guy's resume, highest sales tax in the nation, highest income in the nation, highest homelessness in the nation. You can steal $950 and be a misdemeanor. A CVS in San Francisco and other cities closed because of this real estate highest in the nation cost of living highest in the nation most business unfriendly state crime numbers up he's releasing felons out of prison wildfires all over the state thanks for not knowing how to use federal money where it should be spent water shortage population has doubled in the last 40 years you know how many reservoirs were built none zero nada nothing nil 
gas tax by the highest in the nation, huge population, businesses lost in the state. What about the train going to nowhere? Like you mentioned, man, they're up $500 billion. He stopped construction, then reconstructed the train going to absolutely nowhere, probably because he and, and hired by the way, his buddy. Not, not to cut you off, not to cut you off about that, but you know whose uh, husband's company owns the bid for that uh, high-speed rail to nowhere? I was just going to say, man, probably one of his freaking buddies owns the construction company, right? No, it's better than that. Diane Feinstein's husband sits on the board of the company that has the bid for that fucking project. How do you, how do they, okay, this is my thing. This is, this is what infuriates me the most. How do they get away with this stuff? Well, when you control all facets of government, it's easy to operate above the law. Uh, but how do, how do any media outlets not pick this stuff up? Well, because the media is controlled by the left. Why would they? Why would they? See, Mike, here's the, here's the problem in this country right now. So you have mainstream media, okay, which is in the pocket of the liberals and the Democrats, and then you have the fringe reporting. You have the independent internet people. You have the, the right side news. But, the, but they're all dismissed as quackery, as conspiracy theorisms. So, you know, the people that are asleep are still going to be asleep, buddy. Look, here's the problem here. The entire country is like the arena at a world wrestling entertainment freaking match. Okay, you got your good guys and you got your bad guys and you got the fans who are cheering for both sides. So some people are going to cheer for the bad guys. Some people are going to cheer for the good guys. America right now is asleep. They're still playing partisan politics while the people behind the scenes are pulling the strings and making us dance. That's the problem. This solution will not present itself until all Americans are awake and they finally say, dude, we're being played. This is bullshit. We need to stand up. And that's when shit's going to change. Nothing's going to change until that happens. But if they try to change it with their vote, do you actually believe in the voting process? Okay, that's a very valid point. Up until 2020, I actually believed in the in the voting process in this country. I refuse to believe this country was a banana republic. Now, we've had instances in the past where the, where the elections were rigged. Like, look, JFK, everybody knows Joe Kennedy called in the mob and they pulled in a favor. They rigged the election to get his son elected. Andrew Chase, J.P. Morgan, uh, a couple other bankers, they got McKinley elected. Okay, that was their guy. Okay, so they got him elected and he got assassinated because he wasn't the legitimate president. But there have been examples of fraud in the past. But this election, I mean, my God, it was a blatant, overt, in-your-face corruption. And I can't believe that happened in this country. I really can't. Yeah, wake up in the morning, 238,000 votes come in, and they all go to Joe Biden. <laughs> no, look, Mike, I have, friends, I have friends who are attorneys, and some are constitutional attorneys, okay? We have arguments about this all the time because we're in group chats and stuff, and we have arguments about this all the time. And I tell them the same thing. You cannot possibly tell me that a man who campaigned in his freaking basement all year, and when he got out and did a rally, five people showed up, scored 82 million points. That 82 million votes. It's impossible. It'll never happen. That many people do not hate Trump. And this man was filling arenas and he loses by that much. And he was, we all went to bed on election night and Trump was ahead. We wake up in the morning. He's losing that by that big of a margin. Give me a break, dude. There's an old saying in the South, that dog don't hunt. You mentioned you have constitutional attorneys. Well, not constitutional. I have friends who are constitutional attorneys. Okay, where where are these people, man? I've been calling on constitutional attorneys for the last ten months. 
Well, they're all in hiding now that Biden is president. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Because these guys need to get together, man, because there's stuff that's unconstitutional that's happening in our country, in our state. And I'm waiting for constitutional, constitutional attorneys to wake up, rise, and do their job and become heroes. Yeah, nobody's going to do anything. But luckily for us, the Supreme Court is actually stepping up. There's two major cases that uh, that they actually weighed in on that, that whole Texas abortion thing. I'm I'm not I'm not for. Uh, okay, like I'm, I'll be honest, I'm pro I'm pro choice. Okay, there are certain situations where the woman gets raped, or you know, or you know, certain like it has to be done. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not pro life in that regard. The other one that they did, what was the other one? I can't remember right now. But Jeez, wait, wait, I, wait, I, I got I got a, I got a question for you on the on the abortion yeah. thing. Just correct me if I'm wrong. They said you can abort the kid. Within six weeks, right? Yes, within six weeks. Okay, so if if somebody does get raped and she knows that she doesn't want the kid and wants to have an abortion, she should know by then, no? Well, that's true. Okay, that's true. All right. So I I don't know the details of that uh, of that case yet or that bill, but if that's the situation, then yeah, I'm totally for it. Uh, the other one that I was talking about, the CDC, mm-hmm. CDC mandating that um, eviction moratoriums are, you know, extended indefinitely. Who gives the CDC the freaking right to, def- to make laws in this country? This is bullshit. And Congress and the president were actually, uh, you know, going along with that. OK, CDC's job is not policymaking. It's not lawmaking. So I'm glad the Supreme Court shot that down really quick because that's such a bad precedent. You said that you're vaccinated. Do you agree with vaccine mandates walking into a, into a restaurant? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it's not hindered my my uh, my choices in going out. It has not hindered my choices of hanging out with people who are unvaccinated. I think it's the biggest BS government overreach I've witnessed in my lifetime. In my lifetime. And that's sad. Okay, now you're constitutional attorneys do they talk about this stuff do they say we need to go after the state because of it because this is unconstitutional not really hmm. not really Why? i mean there's okay it's comp- it's complicated from what i understand the states have the power emergency powers to initiate mandates as they see fit for a public crisis so in reality newsom is still acting in the realm of the law uh, and when I say that, currently he's under emergency powers. Now, the Republicans in um, the state co- uh, Congress have asked him to relinquish it, but he's not going to relinquish it during a pandemic. This is the reason why everybody is fed up with Newsom, because his policies are going nowhere. Then I have friends that are saying, this man saved your life. He did this, he did it. No, he didn't. Please give me a break. He didn't save anybody's life. And nobody remembers this, but the first press conference he gave in April, if we don't flatten the curve, uh, Americans are going to, you know, we're going to lose 22 million Californians to COVID-19. Really? 22 million? In a state of 30 million, we're going to lose 22 million people? Like, are you kidding me? If that isn't fear-mongering, I don't, I don't know what is. We went from two weeks to flatten the curve to take 10 shots to feed your family. That's not what anybody signed up for. That's not the America I live in. And that's why I'm voting for Larry Elder. I saw four-year-olds at a elementary school that I drive by when I go to work, they were playing in the park. They were on swings, running around. They had masks on. My blood was boiling. Oh, yeah. You know, know why? Because these kids growing up, they will know nothing different than that. They're going to be insecure without it. Good luck 
this generation, our generation prior to after us, they can't hold a conversation if it's not a text message. Good luck these kids meeting new kids when they get into sixth or ninth grade, trying to meet new people. Good luck after that when they graduate, trying to network with people. It's not good. No, it's not. You know what else? You uh, were talking about fighting. There were six nurses at a hospital. I won't name the hospital, but they fought back. They actually said they're not taking the vaccine. And we're walking out. The manager of the hospital said, come back in. You don't have to take the vaccine. So fight, man. Fight. Well, actually, I saw a video today of, I don't know if he's retired or he's active duty. His father's active duty. And they all got text messages from the Department of Defense stating that if you don't get vaccinated, you know, you're, you're going to lose your job or something. And two squadrons of F-22 pilots quit. And B-52 bomber squadrons quit out of two air bases. So all it's doing is weakening this country. I mean, once you politicize the military, it's game over. You're just asking to, to get invaded. You're asking to get attacked. And that's what I'm afraid of. This whole tolerance and, and, and progressivism infiltrating the military, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The Russians and Chinese are breeding killers and we're breeding tolerance. Good luck with that. Sorry. War is a dirty business. You got to be a killer to be in the military. You got to have a killer instinct. And what's the point of you going in a battlefield? That's just the way I see it. So you mentioned you voted for Larry Elder. You think your vote's even going to count? I would like to think so, but probably not. Probably not. They're probably going to use Dominion to, to you know, to, to rig the votes again. California has ballot harvesting, so expect to see hundreds and thousands of uh, illegal ballots popping up for Newsom. We also have a... I don't know if you know this, but we have a remote access vote by mail system. You don't even need ballots mailed to you. You can go to the Secretary of State's website, print out a ballot, and mail that in. So imagine the fraud that's going to come from that. Unbelievable, man. They're talking about how, you know, voting process is legit. Biden won legitly. But what happens when Trump wins in 2016? It's Russia, 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 right? For four years, they wouldn't leave the guy alone. Oh, yeah. Such a joke. You know what I heard? You know what I heard today? There was a guy, I was getting my hair cut, actually, and he was telling me that there is an app in San Francisco that tells you where a homeless man took a shit. So it's no longer ways knowing where a cop is sitting trying to give you a ticket. It's where a homeless man is taking a shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Believe this shit. You know, this is what amazes me, Mike. I grew up in Los Feliz. It's a pretty affluent neighborhood in Hollywood. And it was a beautiful neighborhood. And I lived there till about 2015, you know, 76 to 2015. No fear. No, it was totally safe. Riding our bikes till dawn, you know, till, till dusk. And, um, you know, and the neighborhood started getting progressively worse. Well, thanks to technology, I'm a member of Next Door, and I'm still a part of that neighborhood. And all the liberals that voted for liberal politicians in the city council are now complaining that homeless people are running rampant around the neighborhood. They're being accosted by homeless people. And the problem is they still vote Democrat. I don't understand it. It defines logic. It's like, are, are you that much of a masochist that you're complaining about Democratic leadership and yet you still vote the same people in? I don't understand. The country and the state, and like every other state, in my opinion, it's a big business. There's no better person, in my opinion, than a businessman or a common sense man. These guys have never held a job in their life. Biden has been a politician for 45 years, man. Feinstein, Pelosi. I mean, yeah. I mean, what a gig, right? And when we're going through COVID and people were let, let go of their jobs, you know, if they did that to the government, 
If they did that to the politician and they didn't hold a, and they and they didn't get a check for six months, it'd be a mm-hmm. whole different story, man. When it hurts your oh, pockets, yeah. everything check, changes. They got their pensions. They yeah. got everything. Absolutely. Are you uh, are you in for a phone call? What do you mean? I'm gonna call a couple friends who want to call in. Are you you got time for that? Yeah, of course. Let's okay. get some callers on the line. Rafi, can you hear me? There we go. How you doing, Hi, man? Rafi. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. What are you guys up to? Oh, nothing. Oh, just nothing. yeah, just destroying uh, the 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 current governor and uh, and all his cronies. So, what do you got? I uh, just want to say how you know great downtown LA is going. <laughs> I, I I think uh, I, I'd love to raise my kids here and uh, just. <laughs> Yeah, the the sights, you know, I don't know why more people don't visit from all over the world to see what we see every day. It's just going better and better. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I when's the last time you guys went to downtown? Oh, I try to avoid downtown like the plague. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's not you a place. You might actually catch the. Anymore. Yeah, you might actually catch the plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke. The plague was out there. Leave it to Garcetti to, to bring back a 500-year-old disease. <laughs> unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Like, if you told me that, I'd be like, all right, stop yanking my chain. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. When I first started working in downtown three years ago, I stepped over a heroin needle on my way to, to work. It's a 30-foot walk. So, you know, how exciting can that be? You know? mm-hmm. So that was what I thought would be. It'll only get better from here. And uh, I was wrong. I was uh, absolutely wrong. Oh, uh, it's only getting worse. And now with Gascon as district attorney, it's going to get yeah. worse. And it's already getting worse. The man he needs to go San Francisco, and he comes in and takes Jackie Lacey's job, which, by the way, was a very competent district attorney and who happens to be black. So they bring in this jackass, and he totally messes up the entire city or the county. You know, I'm trying to hire people at, at my work, and... I, I asked for their track record at the previous job. They would never get hired with that kind of a track record. But then this guy's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot for bigger. I'm like, he, he's like, let's step it up from here. Yep, exactly. Raf, are you going to try to make a difference in the uh, in the voting booth? I should. I should. I'm looking at my uh, recall ballot on the floor. I, look, I'll, I'll be I'll put it out there. I, I like I like what our governor did. Oh, I, I like our governor. I, oh, I, I do. Oh, Only because of how he handled the pandemic. But Okay, Rafi, what, what do you think was good about him handling the pandemic? Well, you could have only really handled it one way or the other. So I think him shutting it down was the right move, personally. That's okay. just what I think. And I, and I do like the mask mandates. But again, I'm not a doctor, but I do like that. I, I just felt comfortable in a pandemic people are wearing masks because without that, like I went to orange County, no one's wearing masks. And then to, to, to the other side of the argument, they were fine for the most part. It, it, I just think that he handled it correctly. He, he secured, uh, you know, he secured masks for California. Our nurses, they were running out of PPE. Oh, by the way, um, he, he also spent $1 billion of taxpayers money for a faulty chi- masks from China. Just so you guys know. Is it, and is it, aren't, aren't the masks he's selling or isn't that, doesn't he own part of that business too? Yes, he does. He's yeah. making money off it. There you go. So, Rafi, let me ask you this. You're comfortable with the mask mandates and stuff. Well, that's great. That gives you a sense of security. But how do you feel when you see Pelosi walking through a hair salon without a mask on or, or Gavin Newsom forcing you to wear a mask and he's having dinner while you're home, sheltered in place, and he's wearing uh, no mask and he's eating at a restaurant 
and he's, he's socializing. He's not social distancing. How does that make you feel? Uh, I don't. You know what, what? What's the old saying? Uh, rules for thee, not for me. Are you okay with that? Well, it has, hasn't it always been like that? But it doesn't make it right. What's the flip side to this? Though? I'll the tell you right side. now. I'll tell you right now. Donald Trump would have never done that. I'll tell you right now. Larry Elder would never done that. Abbott would never do that. DeSantis would never do that. The only I, ones that are doing this are Democratic leaders. And, and you guys, just for the record, the first the first election I ever participated in was the recall of Gray Davis, and I voted for Schwarzenegger. I just don't think so. So here's my here's my here's where I come from as a centrist. I'm just a centrist, neither left nor right. As a centrist, not happy with the situation at a local level. Who's our option? Larry Elder, the guy I've listened to for ten years, yell like a lunatic on the radio. I don't think he's Schwarzenegger quality. I don't think he has what it takes to lead. Why can't we have better Republicans stepping up? Well, Schwarzenegger was a terrible governor. Okay, I liked him. I liked him. I liked a lot of the policies he did. <laughs> he's a great. He's a great actor, but he, he wasn't a good. Uh, uh, he wasn't a good governor. So uh, I'll say that. But he was better than Gray Davis. Much better. Uh, the potatoes was better than Gray Davis. Um, <laughs> but again, it goes back to Democratic leadership. And if you guys remember, we had a Republican governor named George Dukmajian, a fellow Armenian. And in 1987 or 84, 80, 83, actually, um, he was asked by Ronald Reagan to be his vice presidential candidate. And this man turned down a chance to become vice president of the United States because he said, if I go with you to Washington, the lieutenant governor is an idiot. My state will be in ruins. So he stayed. Wow. That's that's a but true that leader. That man loved his state that much. He gave up the vice presidency. Sounds like a true leader to me. Exactly. Okay. I, exactly. Doesn't Garcetti have a one-way ticket to India? When's he going? Yeah, I'm glad. Let, let him leave. Let him leave. He's done. I mean, his father should have been uh, mayor, not him. But that's neither here nor there. He messed up on the OJ trial. He lost all his support. End of discussion. Kill Garcetti was a great man. Still is a great man. Okay, but let me ask you this, Rafi. What has Gavin Newsom done right for California? Forget the pandemic. What has he done right? Uh, well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. If this recall was a, a year before, I would have voted yes in heartbeat. I'm just saying I think he, you know, I think he, he did a good job in the pandemic. That's, that's just... I, I just think had he not acted conservatively or overreacted how he did, you know, I, I think our death toll would have been higher. I, I, I think we're at the point now where almost every family knows someone who's lost someone due to the pandemic uh, or a family friend, a friend. We all know people who've caught it. But I just think, you know, again, I'm not a doctor. I just feel like the, the measures put in place prevented some deaths. But and the flip side to that is now we have the vaccines. It's it's been distributed. Isn't it time to just lift everything and return to normal? I think so. Yeah, I, I'd also make that it. argument too. Uh, like this isn't the new normal. We should go back to normal. And they don't want you to go back to your old normal. This is the new normal, and they want to keep you this way in perpetual fear. So so eighteen months, we're kind of in the same boat. We're not in quarantine like we were in the first six. You, you still agree with what he's doing today with all of the restrictions, with all of the mandates? You don't agree with it, right? Yeah, I, but I also, again, like I said, I, I, I've listened to what Larry Elder said. And, you know, I don't want to undo. 
I, I, I don't want to go into pure anarchy, and that's, that's essentially not anarchy. It seems what, what oh, don't no, no, he seems. Wait, do you, you guys tell me? Anarchy is what we have now, Rafi. Anarchy is what we have now. We have a penal system that's broken. We have. I, I agree system. on. I agree on that. I think Gascon's got to go. But Gascon is Newsom's boy. That's what. So is there no way of getting rid of Gascon without getting rid of Newsom? Well, there is a way, but it's not going to happen. It, the snake's head has to be cut off at this point. Okay, and it starts at the top. L let me ask you guys this way. Sell me on sell me on voting, yes. So sell me on the alternative here. Like I said, okay. I'm in the middle. Okay, let's 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 entertain that. Are you happy at the pump? Uh no. I I, I, I do not like the fact that we paid over a dollar a gallon in taxes. And right. it doesn't even go to the roads. That's I'm not oh, happy right. with that. Thank you. Okay, so proposition six that was passed four years ago basically was worded in such a way that any normal, rational person reading it can understand to vote no on it. But this, the voters of California, I mean, for lack of a better word, are stupid. They voted yes on it. Now, the law states that the money raised from gas taxes are going to be used to, to improve infrastructure. However, it also stated other port projects seemed, seemed necessary by the governor. So basically, they're not obligated by the law to fix the roads. They're collecting tax money that's going to their friends' pet projects that they're getting kickbacks on. So that's the problem. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think that's a. I think that's a loaded statement, though. Yeah, it, you know, where's where's the proof they're getting kickbacks on it? Bro, follow the money. Bro, follow the money. You do realize this state has the most bloated, bloated pension fund. Well, I I, I agree, but this money's not going to the pension funds, is it? Okay, so where's it going? If it's not going to the roads, where's it going? If I'm not mistaken, it's gonna it's gonna fund. You know, full disclosure, I I, I work in the uh, you know green industry of California. It's making tens of thousands of new union jobs in California. There's a uh, Proterra, there's Tesla, there's BYD. Those three companies have operations in California, and they're only expanding. So you're going to take part of the gas tax, and you're going to fund those industries, which are going to make green manufacturing jobs for California. You're going to upgrade. You're going to upgrade uh, our ports so that right right now uh, we're waiting on goods from that are being shipped internationally that have been waiting there for six months, guys. That's we're we're what California's the world's what sixth largest economy. LA's being one of the world's fifth largest economies. That's mm -hmm. not acceptable. So is yeah. you telling me you know some of my taxes is going for that to fund and fuel capitalism? I'm okay with that. But uh, if it's going to expand highways, I'm okay with that. But if you're taking some of that tax revenue, you're giving it to pensions. I'm not okay with that. If you're taking that tax money and you're paying, uh, you, you, you're giving six hundred dollar checks to every Californian. I'm not okay with that. Well, that's where the money's going, Ross. It's not going to where it was intended. So the voters of California and the citizens of California were hoodwinked into voting yes on this gas tax. So that's another thing. So the other thing is for Democrats to stay in power in this state, they actually legalized ballot harvesting. Jerry Brown actually approved the ballot harvesting in this in this state. OK. And before he got on the phone, we actually uh, they actually uh, last year, I think, did the remote access vote by mail. Basically, that means you can use your computer to print out a ballot and vote for whoever you want. How legal is this? It's not legal. I mean, it should not be legal. I have mail-in ballots. I'm not doing it. I want to go on the day of the vote, and I want to vote. 
And pl- and I'll tell you this, I'm really considering recording myself going to different polling stations and say, I don't have my ID, but I want to vote no on the recall. Can I vote, please? And I guarantee you, every pollster will let me vote. Please don't actually cast a vote, though. That's Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do that because it's illegal. One vote. However, I will go into the bo- a polling booth, but I won't vote. I, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it's harder to buy cigarettes than it is to vote. Roth, you mentioned when you came on about the homelessness or about the syringe that you, you know, 30 feet from your office or whatever. Did you know that this guy bust a bunch of New York homeless people to California and gave them $300, New York gave them $300, gave them a one-way ticket on a bus because Newsom said, please come to California. Please let us, let us house you. Are you okay with that? No, man, I'm not. I, I, like I said, the homelessness situation's out of control. I, uh, I've seen homeless people with air conditioning on the side of the roads. I, I saw a stabbing, not I, like not a, not an actual stabbing, just an attempted murder happen in front of us. Uh, like just we're standing on the street, we're seeing a, a protest happen, a peaceful protest, and to the right of us, two homeless people fighting over a lawn chair. One pulls out a steak knife and tries to stab the other person for it, who finally gave up Who gave up the lawn chair. But he was wearing a mask, though, so that was nice. That's good. He's protected from the virus. That's very good. Uh, what about real estate in the state? It's actually the highest in the nation. You're looking for a home. I know you are. You can probably find a 1,200-square-foot home in Burbank for maybe $1.3, $1.4 million. Are you okay with that? You, uh, I don't know. I, what, what's the solution for it, Mike? I, building I more homes. One, building more homes, well, Rafi. I, I, here's here's I what I'm like, t- here's I, If you get a builder trying to build homes, they won't allow you to do it in California. You can go to Montana. You can go to any other state in the, in the, in the country, and you can go to the city council, and you can show them plans, and you can start building the next day. It takes people in California two, three, four, five years. There's no homes. I, I like what one thing California did, specifically L.A. County. You, you know how there's templates for websites. If you want a pre-built website, you can just buy one for 50 bucks. You fill in the information. It's up. They essentially made plans for ADUs. ADU is basically you could turn your garage into a second unit, and you could remodel it, add a kitchen, add a bathroom, and boom, you have a rental property on your on your land. I think that's a good initiative implemented in the past few years, and I think I think that'll help bring the price down. It's going to destroy suburbia. Most people don't well, want to have multi units in their neighborhood. What what's what it's going to do is it's going to eat up any street parking that you have. That that's what's going to happen. All all these garages that were taking up houses. Uh, that were taking up cars are now going to flood onto the streets. You're going to have two people, two different residents per property. So what are you going to do with all these extra cars now? Well, I'm glad you're bringing up properties. You know, there's another cash grab that failed last year. Democrats have been trying since 1978 to repeal Proposition 13. Rafi, are you are you uh, familiar with Proposition 13? So as as Mike said, I'm 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 not a homeowner yet, but my understanding is essentially you buy a house for a million bucks, for example then you pay 1% of the purchase price. That can only increase 3% per year. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And a lot of people that bought their homes pre-1978 are still paying very, very low property taxes. This includes uh, companies as well. For example, there are homes in Hollywood Hills, Los Feliz, Glendale that are worth 2.5, 3, 4, 5 million. But they bought them at 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. 
So their property tax on those homes are about a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. It's nothing. And Democrats have been trying to repeal Proposition 13 since it was incepted. Howard Jarvis. So they tried last year or two years ago, I think it was 2020, uh, March of 2020. They tried to put Proposition 13 on the ballot again. They, 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 these guys are slick. They did the same Proposition 13, but they worded it in a way. No, no, no. We're not touching residential. We're going after industrial. So they're going after commercial and industrial plots. Now, okay, what does that do to freaking businesses? Okay, you have businesses that have been here since the 50s. Do you know how much tax Disneyland pays? Nothing. Do you imagine how much money the state can get if Disneyland is fair market value? Or the state or, or the forum or Staples Center or all these mom and pop stores that have been around since the 70s? They'll make a killing. Jeffrey Prager, the LA County uh, controller, um, the um, you know, I think is a controller, um, who does the auditing for the property taxes. Um, he basically said, I don't have the manpower to to reassess all these properties. It's going to take 10, 15 years for me to do all this. So it was a nightmare, even from a bureaucratic standpoint. But they want the money. And what's going to well, stop it? If they get industrial and, yeah. and what happens to those businesses? They get fled out of the state. And they get fled out of the state. And then the state just becomes a resort spot. You come here, you vacation, you go home. That's what California is going to become. I will say this. They were successful in passing Proposition 19. And Proposition 19 was an addendum to Proposition 13. Proposition 19 basically states, okay, you're allowed to keep your Proposition 13 taxes at the rate it is, but you have to live in the house. That was never the case before 2020. People had rental incomes. Donald Sterling inherited a bunch of property from his dad, and they were all purchased in the 50s and 60s, and he was paying nothing in property tax. So now he has to pay fair market value for it. So they, they succeeded in doing partly to amend Proposition 13's uh, statutes. And if that does go through, guess who's going to be hurt by that? The small the business owners, guys. The residents and business owners will be hurt. That's Again, it. California's the renter. leadership does not care. California's leadership does not care about the middle class. They don't care about business owners. And that was evident during the pandemic. Now, Rafi, you said he did a great job. I think he did a disastrous job. Everybody that owned businesses, they couldn't, they couldn't make money. How are they supporting their families? They own homes. They own mortgages they have to pay. People were going under. But, Rafi, not everybody runs at a, at a profit. Some people run business month to month. And, and most people get I empathize. Look, I empathize with that. I absolutely do. And I, I, I saw firsthand what happened with that. I, I would say nine out of ten people I knew, and me being the tenth person, was laid off uh, during the pandemic. I had family oh. members uh, impacted by it. Look on the graph of uh, of employment unemployment, and it spiked like so, so, some ridiculous percentage higher than the Great Depression. That's not you know we went a little nuclear on this. Uh, that's not a that's not a rational approach to to handling a situation unless it was just two weeks as initially sold to us. So it was never intended to be two weeks. That was my problem with them from the beginning, okay? I gave them the two weeks. I said, you know what? It's a valid argument. It's a reasonable request. Let's stay home. Let's not overload the hospitals. Let's see what happens. Two weeks became a month. A month became two months. Two months became where we are now. Yeah. I agree. I, we're back I agree with one. you on that. I, I don't think it's right that the Walmarts and Amazons uh, got to stay open while mom and pop, you know, mommy and Bobby had to close exactly. up shops because they didn't have – and, and you know what Canada did? I have family in Canada. Half my family's in Canada. They said, all right, fine, Walmart and Costco, you guys could stay open, but you cannot sell anything that's not essential. And they had to saran wrap 
their aisles yeah. in the products. In which, you know what? I think that's a reasonable compromise. I think Canada did handle things a little bit better than we did over here. Let me bring up Canada. You, you mentioned Canada. Are you talking to your cousins lately? Because they're miserable up there. They, they, they are they are miserable up there. They wanted they wanted to be over. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in a police state, my friend. They have a six o'clock curfew. They have a thousand dollar fine if you're out of your house after six p.m. And the reason why they are living in a police state, just like Australia and the rest of Europe, is because they do not have the Second Amendment. This is what makes America great. It is the power of the people to rebel against a tyrannical government in either shape or form. And this goes against every everything that I, I believe in. I'm a libertarian, and I believe in this. Give me freedom or give me death. And well, we're getting to that point. I would make the argument this current government and governor that we have is the one of the most pro-Second Amendment governors that we have. And the reason I say that is because of unintended consequences. Ever in your life did you think that you would be able to get a CCW in L.A. County? I know, I know not, four it's people. It's not the governor's call. It's the it's sheriff's, the sheriff's call. It's, it's the, Alex yeah, Gerber's call. But but we the governor has control a, over a CCW in that but, jurisdiction. But, we have a DA that's unwilling to prosecute, which has led the sheriff to say, all right, if you're not going to do your job, I'm going to start <laughs> unleashing the fund okay. of CCWs. Okay, Rob, that's an ancillary effect of the cause. You're okay. right. You say that. That's a reaction <laughs> to, a, to, to Newsom and Gascon. Okay, the bottom line is this. No other governor has off-rostered more firearms than Newsom, okay? Nobody has ever restricted more guns than Newsom. These laws are unconstitutional. We have some of the strictest gun laws in the country, and we have the most murder per capita in Los Angeles, aside from Chicago. So where does it end at this point? I, I don't, you're, you're not going to get an argument with me. I, I, you know, we've done everything reasonable that you could do in California. Ten-day waiting period, background checks. Uh, I went to buy ammo, and I had to get a background check uh, for buying ammo, for buying twenty-two by for buying twenty-two uh, LR ammunition. Which is okay, what would for, you do? For, are, are you pro amendment, the Second Amendment, or uh, anti-Second Amendment? No, I'm, I'm I'm very much I I'm for it, uh, but reasonably. You know, I think we okay. should have background checks, and but not on ammo. You know, not you don't go nuts on it. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, Gavin Newsom signs an executive order banning all firearms in this country. I mean, in this state. You can't. You, you, it'll get challenged in court immediately. Of course it will. But he has the right as governor to issue a mandate. He's got emergency powers right now. He can spin it in a way that COVID is increasing because people are killing each other with guns. I want to ban guns. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I will say this, too. I've had, never in my life have I had more people call me and ask me if I could give them a gun. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that, guys. There's laws. You you know the the lines for gun stores have been out the door this past year. So I I see what you're okay, saying. Okay, I can be against it. Ask yourself why, Rafi. There's always a cause and effect. Ask yourself. It's the overreaching element of it. Like you said, we're not Canada. Canada has a curfew. If I I was supposed to go to Canada, if I had gone to Canada, I was supposed to stay in a hotel room or a room for two weeks with an app tracking my every movement. And if I don't answer the phone call that they are sending out, cops would be knocking on the door. I'll tell you guys a story. A relative of mine comes back from the airport, falls asleep the next day, jet lagged. Doesn't hear his phone ring, sleeps through it. There were cops, Canadian cops, banging on his door to make sure that he was home exactly. at the residence. You know, that's a little too extreme. I, I just think, I, I personally, if I was governor, I would have gone the testing route. I would have put a mask mandate. 
and I would have forced everyone to get tested. You want to go anywhere? Okay, why would you? Why would you force? I, I, I'm curious as to see why you use that term "force." We don't because there's going to be people. Tested. There's. I, I would. Okay, I will rephrase it. I would force them to get tested before entering any business, before entering any government entity. Meaning, if you want to stay home, go for it. But if you want to do anything, you got to get a test, and you have to show proof of test every X number of days. That's how I would limit the, the spread of this. That's what I would have okay. done personally. So uh, were you for or against uh, government agencies coming to your house and, and uh, checking if you're vaccinated or not or checking if you're COVID? I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm against that. I, don't, I think that's an overreach. That's exactly what our governor and our president and, and Congress want to do. That's it, the it, scary it, I don't think yeah, there's a lot of posturing that goes on on both sides. They say that, but I don't see them pushing legislation to do that. Well, they can't. They can't push it because it's unconstitutional. Of course it is. And then thank God it is because we're not Australia. We're not Canada. We're America. And and like I said. Yeah, but that's all they've been doing is unconstitutional things in the last 18 months. Roth, the more that we talk to you, I think the more we're figuring out that you are leaning right and you're going to vote yes on the recall. Is that correct? Well, okay. Okay. Answer answer my one question, though. I Look, I'm not against you know, I'm not against the recall. I, I, I appreciate the recall. What, what I want to know is who do we put in this place? Who's the best foot forward? First, it was Caitlyn Jenner, and now it's Larry Elder. What is it that you dislike about Larry Elder? Do you still believe in politicians? What is it that you dislike about him? You guys, based on what I've seen on the Internet, big headlines that have caught my attention, the guy has said he wants a zero percent. He wants a zero percent federal minimum wage or a minimum wage. Is that true? Okay, so what's wrong with that? I, I, you know, I respectfully disagree with that because I think companies will take advantage of it. How so? I, it, to me, zero percent, zero dollar an hour minimum wage. That sounds like slavery to me. It's it's what the employee is worth to the company. So if I'm if I'm going to get an employee and hire him at eight dollars, but the guy down the street's going to hire him for ten, guess where he's going? If I want him back for eleven, guess where he's coming back? If I if he wants him back for twelve, guess where he's going? It's not look, and this that's probably going to be one that's going to be hard for him to get through. Okay, I don't think it's probably going to go through. But he's for them to force a minimum wage on you at fifteen dollars starting January. What is that? That's 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 kind of wild too, don't you think? On a business telling you what you have to, what you ma- what you're mandated to pay somebody, isn't that kind of crazy? I think it's a moot point the fifteen dollar minimum wage, and here's why: everywhere trying to hire people at fifteen dollars an hour can't find anyone willing to work fifteen dollars an hour. Every small business that I know that has good employees, even fast even fast food and uh, you know restaurants that I, I I know the owners of they pay their start they start their staff at 18 an hour that's just you know taking orders and their line cooks are making 20 yeah that's because it goes bound to back to supply and demand because most of every lazy f- is down on their couch right now not working because they're getting paid by the government once that stops they have no choice but to work then what happens is you got a surplus of people to work and then all of a sudden you don't have to pay that guy 18 bucks anymore you can then back up and maybe pay him 15 because i've got so many employees that are willing to work for 15 because they have to live i i think you're right mike i i do i think you're right but at the same time these low-paying jobs, what they do, because you guys, I've worked minimum wage jobs all throughout, you know, high, not all throughout high school, but two years of high school. Since I was 15 to 23, essentially, I was working, I was making minimum wage or close to it. 
What they do is they don't give you good hours. They ask that your availabilities be essentially 24 hours, and they'll string you along. They'll give you eight hours this day, two hours this day, essentially forcing you to have two or three of these shitty jobs. Ruff, you're not and being it, forced. It's a miserable you're not, but you're not. You're not being forced to work that job. You, there's plenty of jobs you can work at eight hours, and you know exactly what time you should punch in and punch out. Blue-collar construction jobs, blue-collar jobs. Those are the ones you're talking about. The, the service industry jobs that that have a that pay minimum wage, they're a trap, man. They're a trap. I've seen it. I've been in it. They're it's not. They're not handcuffing not you to work there, though. You have a but choice. They do, Mike. They no, do. What do you mean between, they do? Between they, your, what do you mean? No, you it, can it, easily. It's a trap. It's no, a, no, but you can tell them. I don't. I'm not interested in the job. I'm going to go look for another minimum wage job. Can't you? You can't, man, because you have family, you have mouths to feed, and what happens? You'll you're, they'll take hardworking people and they'll work them to the bone, and they'll pay them as cheap as they legally can get away with. And, and the people get so exhausted working these jobs. I'm telling you, man, I used to work with a guy who worked three jobs. He used to work at UPS at nights, and he used to work at two two jobs during the day to, to just make ends meet. And, I, and you know what? If I have to vote to, to have a minimum wage for that guy, so be it, man. It, it's already cost of living is already through the roof in you, California. You know why? Because a part of it is because minimum wage is so high. Because what happens is the consumer will get hit by that. Your milk then rises 20% if I have to raise my wages 20%. It's always going to hit you guys. It's always going to hit us. We're always going to get killed by this. So if minimum wage is lower, your milk would then be lower. It'd be easier to live. It's it's a it's a trickle down effect. It always will be. So did are you are you taking your ballot? Are you mailing it in? Are you going to actually vote or no? I, I I plan on voting, but here's my question, guys. Sell me on Larry Elder or another Republican. There is no other Republican that's going to beat uh, Gavin Newsom. So John you think Cox it's Larry Elder's got the best shot? One hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. So so what, so you guys tell me why should I vote for him? Well, number one, he's not Newsom. So I mean, I mean, that's, I think, a, that's a pretty good positive right there. I, I'll give you that one. Newsom, Newsom has, has had his chance, and I'm sorry that he failed. And we let Gray Davis go for a lot less. So it's done. Okay, you had your chance. You blew it. Welcome to California where we have the power of a recall. We don't have to wait till your term is over. So that's done. Secondly, all of Larry Elder's policies make sense. It's logical. Cleaning up the homeless lowering taxes, investing in the schools again. I mean, this, the, 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 not, not mandating masks, dude. Live your life. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Don't force other people to wear masks. Critical race theory, which is, which is BS. I'm sorry, it is. Okay, parents are fed up. They don't want their children being taught this in school. There's so many things that are wrong right now in this country. This is not the America that we know and grew up in. I don't know what it's manifesting itself into, but this progressivism needs to stop. There needs to be a balance. It's it's the common sense thinker. It's people are done with the politician, especially a greasy politician who acts like Bob Barker, you know, trying to give people money to get a vaccine because that you know that's the taxpayer money that should be getting back to the taxpayer when there's a surplus in the state. Instead, he goes and gives it to those who want to get the vaccine. This guy is greasy. Well, I, got the perfect, I, well, I got the perfect reason why you should vote for Larry Elder over Newsom. You ready? I'm, I'm Larry Elder. Larry Elder doesn't sound like a Batman villain. Okay. <laughs> Every time Newsom talks, he's like, well, we're going to go out there. We're going to rob the bank. And if Batman shows up, we'll deal with him while we can. He scares me. Every time this man talks, he's like Two-Face. Yeah, he's, he's, not, a good, he's not a good person, man. He's, he has screwed up this state really bad. We, we, he's we a terrible can, yeah, person. We, 
What man of character sleeps with his best friend's wife? He committed adultery, but that's okay to Democrats because he's a Democrat. That's wrong. And a man of character should not do that. He's a hypocritical slime bag. Booth, by the way, was groomed at birth to become a politician and president of the United States. And nobody wants to talk about that. The D'Alessandro family. I'll, I'll, I'll talk family, about it. The Newsom family. I'll, yeah. They have been running this state for 85 years and no one knows anything about it. Tell them about anti-Pelosi anti or anti-Feinstein. Uh, Pelosi's husband has been running, his family has been running this country for a long time. His, her father was the district attorney, if I remember correctly, in Baltimore. Okay. Joe Brown, Jerry Brown's father, was a district attorney in San Francisco who became governor of this, of this state. Jerry Brown was governor twice. Newsom is Pelosi's nephew, groomed from birth. I mean, dude, really? When did California become a royalty? And nobody talks about this. And the shift as well. The shift family yeah. as well. Nobody talks I, about I think that, that I think that right there is what would compel me to vote against. I, I know about what you're talking about. And uh, I just don't, me personally, I don't think Larry Elder is the answer. But I do think that we need someone better. Uh, we need a seen... change. If it's not Larry, it's somebody else. We need a change. It's if it's a, if it's not if it's not Newsom or Larry, let it be a doorknob. It can be anybody. Let it just be exactly. You know, I mean, my gosh, at this point, this guy just he doesn't stop. At this stage of the game, at this stage of the game, if if America continues on its present course, you're going to have states full of liberals and you're going to have states full of conservatives, and it's going to get to the point. People in Texas and Idaho and Montana, they're going to shut people away from California. They're going to ask you, what's your political affiliation? They're going to look into it. And if you're a Democrat, they're not going to let you in. It's going to happen. That's the sad part of this country. We are so divided. Friends aren't talking to friends. Family members aren't talking to family members anymore over politics. Why? Yeah, it's, it's gross. Yeah, it's so I agree. 20, 30 years ago, when we were kids, our parents would sit there and talk politics, and they'd all understand each other and, and agree with their views. So now, if you, if you talk to a, a liberal... Okay, about, you know, they say, well, why don't you like the mask mandates? Well, it's not proven by science. It can't stop COVID particles and, and for, from uh, coming into your contact and your skin. You can still get infected. And I'll just, you're a fucking idiot. Don't talk to me again. You're a loser. Okay, well, I just gave you facts and you just, you just slandered me. How can you have a discourse with people anymore? I'm sorry, but that's the way I see it. No, you, I don't think you're wrong. Raf, we got to move. I hope we convince you to do the right thing. All right, I'll I'll tell you guys. You guys convinced me to vote yes on the recall. I'm not convinced, Larry. I'm not. I'm, no I'm basically just going to vote for a recall. So you guys, that's fine. Me on that. That works. That's fine. We'll I'm glad we at least convinced you on the recall. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing All God's right, work. Have a great night. Thanks for calling, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night, Ross. Thanks for calling. Bye. In. <laughs> Bye. He's the best guy. He is. He's the best man. We're doing God's work, man. This is amazing. <laughs> Here comes another one. It's going to be a lot easier. It's Misak. Hang on. Okay. Misak. What's going on? Hi, Misak. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How are you guys? I'm good. We just uh, we just convinced Rafi Garbushian from a maybe vote to a no vote to a yes vote. And I told Beautiful. Ara, I don't think I have to. <laughs> we, we have to do much convincing with you, right? Let's just say I'm the president of the Recall Gavin Newsom Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and and ironically enough, this is very true. I knew and I liked Larry Elder way before he ran for governor. I exactly. worked with him in I worked with him in radio. Yeah, you worked with radio. I, I, you worked with him. 
I've met him. How is he like as a person to work with? I heard he's a sweetheart. He's a nice guy. He's just a really smart, mature, eloquent man. And he's not exactly the most, uh, sorry, my kid's screaming and trying to come in the room. Uh, he's not exactly the most conservative person where people think like he's going to like, he's a, he, he, people don't understand. He's a Republican, but he's a libertarian. Yeah, he's he's yeah. more libertarian than he is a, than he is a, a right wing conservative. But I'll, you know, I'll, obviously, nobody can run in office as a libertarian in this country. So he's a Republican. You know, I'll um, tell you this much: if he was white and a Democrat with his same values, oh, he'd, he'd be president of the United States. Yeah, he'd be president. Wait, did you say if he was black or white Democrat? If he was white and oh. a Democrat, if he was a black Democrat, he'd be black Jesus. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he could be purple or green. If he's a Democrat, he'll be president. Oh, there'd be statues of him all over California. They'd go crazy exactly. for the guy. So, Misak, tell me what you dislike the most about Gavin Newsom. You know, it's not so much him personally, despite the fact that he's a creep and he's just a bad person personally. But I, honestly, when we talk about personalities and politics, I don't. I really don't like to mix the two because I don't know a politician that is it's very rare to find a stand-up guy or gal in politics i mean left right middle to get to where you are in politics you have to be some kind of a you know i'm not going to use an expletive but forget personal stuff forget personal all i ask and i implore your listeners to do one thing is ask themselves this are they happy with the way california looks and feels today as opposed to what it was before when we were growing up here and there's not one person that could look you dead in the eye and say you know what no california is thriving nope you're absolutely right you know i i think i told you this mike the other day i happened to go on the 101 north from downtown los angeles heading towards the hollywood bowl area griffith park I, I, I went 101 North, and I hadn't been on there in many, many years. You know, when you live in the suburbs, you don't really go out there. And what I saw was mind-blowing. I was – it was homelessness, tents, trash, filth. And I was thinking to myself, let's say someone comes from – name any other state. Say they come from North Dakota or Idaho. They say, hey, we're going to take the family to Universal Studios. They come from LAX, they take the 110 North, they get on the 101, they're going to be shocked, disgusted, and they're going to be like, this is not Hollywood, this is not Los Angeles, this is a, it's a, like a nightmare. Yeah, they drop dead, they drop dead, especially coming from those states. Yeah, because, I mean, look, we've been to other states, like Salt Lake City, downtown Salt Lake City, you can eat off the floor. Okay, yep. like you go to other states and there's a sense of pride and keeping the place clean and whatever, but we've lost complete control from top to bottom. What about the cost of living down here compared to other compared to other states? I was sitting down with somebody a couple of weeks ago. It was him, another family. There were 10 of them total. They went to a beautiful place in Montana. It was a restaurant and they had steak and lobster. They ordered drinks and he was going to pick up the bill because he was staying at the guy's house. And he's like, oh my God, this bill, you know, what am I, what is this going to be? $135. Wait, wait, wait. Ten wow. 10 people, steak, lobster, drinks, sitting on this like beautiful area. Deers are walking by. $135. 
Wow. That's crazy. Uh, look, uh, the price of fuel alone, I have an SUV. I know uh, auto drives sports cars, so it, it's ridiculous. You're There's not okay, no You're not okay with the gas tax? It's taking care of our beautiful roads? Oh, by the way, that was going <laughs> to get to my next point. If anyone still is on the fence about California and the infrastructure, just get on the freeway. That's it. It's exactly. like walking through. It's like exactly. driving through Swiss cheese. And there's exactly. holes and cracks. And then you, uh, by the way, if you remember, Mike, we go to spring training. You go to Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale. It's like driving on carpet. Oh, yeah. It, you're telling me other states with much less funds, must let, must let uh, infrastructure. They can't. They can do it, but we can't. You know, my argument to that always is about taxes. I wouldn't mind paying income tax. I wouldn't mind paying sales tax, even where they are today. If I was driving on nice roads, if buildings were nice, if a homeless guy, I'm not hitting every ten feet when I go to certain cities. I wouldn't have an issue with it. I really wouldn't. If you go to a, a, a Orange County, for instance, compared to L.A. County, where their sales tax is 3% lower than L.A. County, their streets are nice. There's really no homelessness around. They've got beautiful buildings, nice restaurants. So it's what you do with the tax revenue is what matters rather than taxing the shit out of people and doing nothing with it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm not even going to try to rationalize or explain how bad Newsom messed up during COVID and literally single-handedly destroyed numerous hundreds of thousands of families and their business. So that's, that's given. I mean, Ray Charles could see that as a gaffe. But mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is that he's got a long list of issues and his audacity to not see it and to fight everyone on it is, is sad. And it proves the point that He's got to go. Unfortunately, they're rigging it already. They, yep. For some reason, they're rationalizing the idea of mail-in ballots when yep. everyone could go very safely, very comfortably, go to a poll and vote. But they said due to COVID-19, we're going to mail everyone a ballot. But I can go to Dodger Stadium with 55,000 people within six inches of me eating together with no mask. And uh, we're all fine, but I can't go to a poll and vote for the recall. That's a load of crock. Exactly. So. Their playbook is so easy to read nowadays. They're so obvious. Now we know every three and a half, four years, it's so obvious what they do and how they're going to beat, you know, then make sure they stay in power. They're, it's, it's blatant. By the way, uh, I'm sure you guys know many people, and I know single-handedly, I know at least three families that in the last six months have bought a home in Dallas. And I know many others that are looking into it, including myself. And they're buying houses that are equivalent or bigger than their home in Los Angeles for pennies on the dollar. And they're renting it out in a couple weeks. They're being cash flow positive in a matter of weeks off an initial like 10, 20% investment. And they're homeowners in a state that is welcoming them and actually thriving. Like the economy boost that Texas has seen because of California's disaster is incredible. As long as they don't take their liberal agendas and mindset to those states, I'm okay with it. You'd live like a king Look, over there. Some of our some some people are, but the, the Texas is a big uh, state, and 
it's going to take a lot more to change the culture there. But Misak, those those who are leaving the state to go to Dallas and take their same mindset from California there, do you, do you ask them why? Why did they leave California? Well, the, the two families I know that bought a house and the third that's actively looking, they're trying to look for a safe haven for their family when things get even worse here, which is coming faster than I think, really, yeah. because they don't want to put their kids into a vaccine that's, you know, a year old, whatever. That's a whole By the way, and we thought today it was announced, LAUSD unanimously voted every child yes. 12 and over I know. to be vaccinated to go to their... I know. And one it's of the families, ridiculous. actually, now that I think of it, both the families that bought uh, the house in Dallas, they're both families have LAUSD uh, and are employed by LAUSD. So they're mm-hmm. trying to, uh, uh, you don't understand that like the snowball effect this is going to have, it's going to kill the school system. And remember the schools make money on how many kids come in. If all of yep. a sudden 20, 30% of the kids go homeschooling, they're going to kill the infrastructure. And guess what? The poor kids in the low income that can't do homeschooling, and the uh, the you know the minority families they're gonna lose. So what what is the de- what are the Democrats doing? They're shooting themselves in the foot and the quote unquote people they care about. Exactly. So it's not rocket science, it, guys. It, it's not, man. That was my point. Is these people are leaving California to de- to Dallas, Texas, because the living is a lot easier. The cost of living is down. But there's this is why you don't vote for these idiots down here. So the mindset has to change. Right. If you're going to take that with you over there, it's a, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, no, no. They're running away from the problem, which is great. Now, one other thing about the schools and all that. Do you know that most L.A. private schools have a waiting list now? Because everybody who with a rational mind is pulling their kids out of public school because they're sick of this liberal progressive agenda the stupid yep. rules, the LGBTQ stuff. Listen, there's no reason why a six, seven-year-old has to learn about sex. Yep. My buddy, exactly. my buddy's daughter came home from school, and she's she's asking him about like sexual stuff, and she's like eight years old. Okay. Yep. Exactly. And she goes, "Oh yeah, we're learning about this in class." And he's like, "I was blindsided. We hadn't even got to the point to have that conversation with her." There's no reason she should be subjected to that. Did you mail in your ballot? I have. I have. And did you did you have that little hole at the bottom there? I did. I checked it. Um, it didn't show my results, luckily. Okay. Well, we're going to leave with this. I, I've got a friend, and I know you're a big lottery guy. I have a friend who actually did the second chance lottery, Misak. He won $25,000. No way. Someone actually won money on the second chance? Yeah. First guy I thought of wow. was you. Wow. I, I, I buy scratches every now and then so I can move out of California. But um, that's fascinating. That's, what Next, you're going to tell me someone actually wins the Dodgers 50-50 raffle. <laughs> that's not, never going to happen. Uh, did you, uh, you, do the sec- you do the second chance lottery, right? I do, of course. Because most scratchers are losers, so you got to play the second chance. I'm just saying, man, yep. there's a chance. you got to shoot to score. You know, how, you know how much that last sentence is going to cost me now that you just dropped on me? <laughs> About 25K? <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to throw out a stone-cold lock here because uh, okay. it is NFL season now. I really – I'm a positive person, but I'm realistic. I give – 
the recall like a 10% chance of actually happening. Yeah. I, I really think it, we're, it's an uphill battle because you're fighting, you know, these evil, evil people. But if somehow, by the grace of God, Newsom gets recalled, I am streaking down my street naked. And, uh, we'll, oh, we'll you're on a cul-de-sac. No fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. I live in uh, Pasadena now. I'm going to be going down oh, to okay. Avenue. <laughs> And uh, just me and the bears up here. <laughs> Make sure we're aware of this. We'd like to be present. No, no, we're, we might join. We're actually. gonna go live we might on join. Mike the Pod. Yeah, we're gonna go live on Mike the Pod, and I'm gonna streak down my street. You give it a ten percent chance because you don't believe in the voting system. No, they're gonna rig it. It's gonna be like a my my prediction is it's gonna be like fifty six percent no and whatever forty three percent forty four percent yes. They're going to make it close and be like, oh, look, we gave you a chance. But, no. All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. Great stuff. Yeah. As always. Appreciate the platform. And uh, just go look outside your window. You'll see why we need a new governor. Yes, sir. I know. Yes, sir. I know. All right, Mace. All righty, guys. Until next time. All right, Mace. Always a pleasure, buddy. Baze? Yes, sir. Well, we'll close it here. Okay. Yeah. You still doing comedy? Well, I mean... It's it's tough. Uh, a lot of the clubs want you to be fully vaccinated. You know, I only had my one shot, so my next shot will be on the 15th. So, no, I haven't done any shows, but I think I'm probably going to do a show in Pasadena end of October at the uh, HBU Performing Arts Center. So we're working on the details of it right now, and, um, you know, I'll, I'll blast it on, on Facebook and my website and stuff when we uh, when we confirm everything. But got to get back out there. And, and comedy right now is um, – uh, comedy is a dangerous business right now because, uh, you know, this whole cancel culture thing, you say something that pisses people off, it, it's it's really bad. And that's not what comedy is all about. And I'm kind of like disappointed in comedy and the direction that the craft is going. But it is what it is. I mean, it's it's part of culture now. I and mean, again, you've got all these millennials and Generation Zs that are butthurt. Um, when you say something that they don't agree with. So it's not enjoyable doing stand-up uh, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, you can stay safe and do jokes and stuff that appeal, you know, very bland jokes and you'll be okay, but you can't be provocative, you know? I mean, the only person I think that the only two comics right now, three actually, that I think can be provocative is probably Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, and Dave Chappelle. You know, everybody else is open season, man. I mean, you do something that pisses people off, you're skewered. So, you know, I mean, I'm still doing it, but I'm just picking my shows carefully. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, those guys get away with it because people just kind of adjust and and get accustomed to how they do it. And exactly. I just feel like nowadays, I tell you, man, if if I feel a certain way, I'm going to say it. And I don't really care about feelings. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 a little difficult. It's a little more complicated than that. It sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, again, this cancel culture thing needs a blowback too. It's getting out of control. It's really getting out of control. You mentioned you got your first shot just recently. What made you what made you get it just recently? <laughs> that's, that's a fair question. Your brother asked me the same thing. Um, I'll be honest. I lost two friends in one week from COVID. Mm. Friends. And yeah, two friends in uh, one week. One was my age, and uh, my other friend was about eight years older than me. And they both caught it, and they both died. So, you know, I got scared, and uh, you know, I have two beautiful kids at home, and I don't want to orphan them. So, I ended up uh, getting the shot. I made the conscious decision. I never 
you know, I never said Newsom wants me to get vaccinated. Okay, I need to get vaccinated. It's for the greater good. Fuck the greater good. Okay. At the end of the day, you got to look out for your family first. And I made the decision at that point, you know, and I, and I got it. If it's going to work or not remains to be seen. There's a lot of question marks about the vaccine now. You know, I mean, a vaccine by definition means you shouldn't get the virus, you know, at that point. It, well, you know, they, they changed the goalposts on that, too. They rushed the vaccine into distribution. You have your you know, have Joe Biden again, not addressing him as president. You have Joe Biden saying, look, here's the deal. Get the vaccine. You'll never get covid again, which is a blatant lie. OK, so now they find out more people that are getting infected are vaccinated people, despite what the media claims otherwise. So now the goalposts have changed. They said, well, no, 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 no. We never said you're never going to get it. We just mean your symptoms are going to be less severe. So it's going to get a chance. OK, well, let's take that argument. Most people I know. Yeah. You know, they get the vaccine and it's a minor thing and they're OK. But look at Oscar De La Hoya. The poor bastard's double vaccinated. He's in the hospital on a ventilator fighting for his life. And then you got Joe Rogan, okay, who takes, you know, worm uh, dewormer, horse dewormer, the, you know, human version anyway, ivermectin or whatever, and which was prescribed by his doctor. I'm not making fun of Joe at all. Okay, I'm not. Um, And if I was in Joe's situation, I'd do the same thing. He did a mononucleal antibody uh, treatment. He took vitamin Ds, vitamin Cs, and he also took the ivermectin. He was fine in two days. So, Mike, here's my thing, okay? Here's my thing about this. If you're pushing an agenda, if you're pushing vaccines, look, anything in politics, you got the first thing you got to do is follow the money. Vaccines are big business. You're forcing the world to take your product. You're going to make billions, right? They have to discredit other forms of therapeutics for the vaccines to work. If the media comes out and says hydroxychloroquine works, then nobody's going to take a vaccine. Or if ivermectin works, nobody's going to take a vaccine. It's a smear campaign with other pharmaceuticals so they can push an agenda. 100,000%. Yeah. So that's my problem with the vaccine. Okay. It's not a fact that it's a vaccine. I'm not anti-vaccine. I vaccinated both my kids. I'm vaccinated. It's not a question of being an anti-vaxxer. It's a question of how they're, they're doing it. And it's pissing people off. And it's pissing me off as a libertarian. And Joe Biden goes on TV today and says, you know, it's because of you people that we're failing. 100 million of you need to be vaccinated. And uh, every company and has 100 and more employees. You have to mandate vaccines. Who the hell do you think you are, dude? And he's saying, and the governors that won't help us, I'll use the power of the presidency to get them out of the way. No, you can't, Joe. That's what's bothering people. This isn't America. No president has the right to say this to their people. The problem with this country is because there's no term limits, People have become comfortable in, in positions of power. They have lost sight of the real essence of our republic. They are elected leaders. They work for us. We don't work for them. They flipped it because they're career politicians. Look at look at Joe Biden. He's been in politics 50 years. They feel entitled. They feel like they're the elite class and we're peasants. We're their slaves. We're not slaves. They're our slaves. When people fear the government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have freedom. And right now, we're doing a 180 on this. That's our, that's our problem in this country. We need to take our government back. Our government has been in control of corporate corporations and lobby groups for too long. Now, the little, the little people have no voice in Washington anymore. They haven't had it in 30 years. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't matter who's president, Reagan, Bush, nobody. Nobody. You know, and that's why people were afraid of Donald Trump. Yes. 
The man was pressed. He was an egotistical maniac. I get that. But he never changed. The same people that loved Donald Trump when he was a real estate mogul hated him when he was president. The man did not change. You knew who he was. So that's what flips me off. And all these conservatives feel like, oh, he's too crass for me. I want a certain amount of decorum in the White House. Really? Like having a blowjob under the Resolute desk? That's a decorum? Okay, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Nobody disrespected the White House more than Bill Clinton did. And he's cherished and loved by everybody. Why? Because the media coddled them. I don't know. I just, I mean, I could rant about this for hours. No, but, man. You know, that's just that's great. It is. Perfect. Excellent. Dude, that was so good, man. I hope you feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I got a lot out of off my chest. <laughs> good. Good. That was the point. That was the point. Isn't that cool? That we can still be friends, we can still disagree politically, but we can still be friends. Rafi Gabrushin actually called me after the show and said, man, that was a lot of fun. And we don't necessarily agree eye to eye, as you can tell, with politics. Who cares? We can still talk. We can still have fun. By the way, Rafi also sent me a picture with a yes recall vote (laughs) and a picture of himself with a sticker on his chest saying that I voted. Good for him. We'll see what's going to happen on Tuesday. It's a big day in California. It's a big day for our country. It's a big day for the world. It really is. People don't realize how big, they don't realize the impact it has not only on our state, but our country. California is a monster. So we'll see what happens. Are we even going to know on Tuesday? Are we going to wake up in the morning and find out they found some vote somewhere in a dungeon or at the dump or in somebody's shredder? I guess we'll find out. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me on Instagram, MikeDupPod, and Ara Basil at Insta underscore Baze, B-A-Z-E. Thank you for making me a part of your day. I am Mike Gabriel. Until next time, folks, no wasted days. Let's go. Let's go.